Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Combo number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tech, your breaking news source. Yes, and uh, always remember, as the well-known Kithkin legend Napoleon Bonaparte said, 10 people who speak make more noise than 10,000 who refuse to partake in proper threat assessment. Screamy Gee getting caught up on meta traffic with the Weatherlight Report. Oh, I'm bringing you the beat on the street. Then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. Uh-oh, he's in a pit with some slithery friends. Tune in Friday Ooh. to see his fate. Thank you for tuning in to your number six source of Magic the Gathering news. We are excited to be nominated for an Emmy Cruel, but probably we'll ever find out if we win. I, someday. Who, who, who someday. Know, who 2021 is going to be our year, boys. 2021's <laughs> yeah. our year. That's the big so, month so, there. So do you think the nomination is going to be like all the reward programs where they're going to roll it over so it's going to continue through 2021 so we'll just be <laughs> auto-nominated? <laughs> well, that means if we win, then we have like, what, a year and eight months of rain? over the whole thing Ooh. i kind of like i kind of like that or they're like we're just going to scrap it this year so tough no shit. one wins <laughs> and, tough, then, and then we don't qualify for it next year because we're not yeah. new <laughs> right oh geez we need that sponsorship on, money yeah uh we're gonna start at the top of the cast with ladies and carnage that ensued with 45 so the game I want to talk about didn't even take place on 40 Life in a Dash. It actually took place the night before. Uh, was playing with Marketing Ross, uh, Hyper Competitive Tyler, because that's what I'm going to call him. He's a legacy Hyper player. Yeah. It makes sense. Tyler. It's, pretty, it does, it's a very fitting name. And then we were playing with one of uh, Will's friend or uh, one of Ross's friends, Matt. Matt. Yeah. And Matt was playing Edgar Markov. Brutal, because yeah. Edgar Markov is just good. Yeah. Yeah. Silly. Uh, and then Marketing Ross was playing Thada Adele, which is the island walk, deals combat damage to a player legend, and then you get to search that player's library for an artifact card, exile it, and then you can cast that card for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. And then Tyler was playing Marin of Clan Neltoth, which he said had just a few upgrades to it, but it was basically the precon. <laughs> And I then mean, uh, basically the precon in that deck is terror like that Edgar Modcar of out of the box is terrifying, so Yeah, I mean Edgar Markov definitely is, and it turns out I now remember that Marin is terrifying out of the box. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, it's horrid. You don't remember those days? <laughs> well, but see, those decks were upgraded. This had True. really just like True. five or six cards maybe thrown in. Um, and then I was playing uh, Commander Esha, uh, basically my Bird of Prey deck. Mm-hmm. And that is a Voltron deck. And Marin <laughs> had a soft lock on the board to a where. Soft lock. Yeah, basically he <clears throat> had. Uh, Gentle. The, uh, he had Cauldron of Souls, which allows him to tap and his creatures gain persist until end of turn. And then he had a like flashback marauder type effect. It wasn't that one. It was one of the other ones, like Playcrafter or Merciless Executioner. I think Merciless it's... Executioner. There you yeah. go. Got it. And Marin had plenty of counters. So basically, every <laughs> one of his turns, he was making everyone sack two creatures, which was terrible for me because I only have one creature on the board at a time. <laughs> Got to get but, you that restick. Yeah. What ended up happening is. Matt with his Edgar Markov, even though we were all being punished and me and Ross could not keep a board state, just kept attacking me and Ross alternating, but never swung at the Marin player. But then <laughs> the Marin player never swung at me. I had two commanders out. I had uh, Elspeth Knight Errant, which well, is the one that has two plus one effects. Yeah, yeah. And then I also had a Najani that gave uh, plus one plus one 
first strike vigilance lifelink and he never hit him like the Marin player never swung even though i had no creatures so what ended up happening is i had extra planar lens with land tax sure. and so every time he made me sacrifice esha my land drop basically covered the uh, commander tax so i always was able to play esha hero's blade automatically attached to it yeah. because it's a legendary creature and then i would figure out because i had three swords out on the battlefield and it was like which one do i need and so i basically what a killed him to have <laughs> yeah, well, I ended up killing Tyler uh, in two combats with uh, Voltron damage, um, but I was seriously within... When I started the rigmarole, I think I was at 14 or 12, and by the time I ended up killing Tyler, I think I was at 48 Wow. Uh, because of the, the life yeah, damage. Yeah, all the life yeah. Yeah, it was huge. Um, and then I ended up killing Ross after that, and then uh, killed Matt soon after that. But it was one that, I mean, I think that was a two-hour game, two-and-a-half-hour game. Yeah. Yeah, it was this is a grind, just a grinder. With Voltron yeah. of all sorts. That's I know. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just like, what are you supposed to do when you're made to sacrifice <clears throat> a creature every turn? And I could, I was even making tokens, but then when it was two sacrifices a turn, couldn't yeah, do then, then, yeah, then you just get yeah. yeah, then you just get wiped. Yep. Well, uh, Squee McGee, what games do you want to talk about? So I've been uh, quite busy this last week. I haven't played any fresh games, but I do want to stoke this fire. Uh, I'm, I'm ready for this Reese on Reese action game. I want it. I need it. Between who's between who? Lord of Leaves. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. His, so his like $5,000 Reese deck. Yeah. I want to bring mine up there because I mean, the last couple of games I played had been playing mostly heaters, but I mean, I'm yeah, going have your... I don't have your say Gaia's cradles or anything like that, but uh, I want I want to see what happens. I really want to see. So, uh, Sir Lord of Leaves, I'm coming for you. Yeah, wow. I, be I believe like uh, Mr. T told us that uh, Brian has a Judge Promo Gaia's cradle in, Jeez. in that deck, real uh, which one? I believe it's worth yeah, a real twice one. the amount of my deck, I think. Uh, which I also believe the Judge Promo automatically gets double green for each creature, just because why not? It's such a flex. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. well. I'm not looking forward to seeing and then, that. And then, it gets, and then so you play a $500 land, and then it gets field ruined for 50 mm -hmm. cents. So uh, no, that is not a $500 land. That's a thousand dollar land. Thousand? Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's yeah no, it's it's twice the value of my deck. I, I finally went back through my Reese deck, and I'm sitting about five five fifty. That's, that's upsetting. That's disconcerting. Well, Big Tuck, what game do you want to talk about? Uh, I don't really have anything too exciting. I took, uh, I got to take Angie out on another rando one, and it turns out when you have Waste Knot and uh, what's the other one? Bone Miser. So whenever anyone discards a card or you discard yep. a card, and you have anything to deal with cycling, so uh, that was pretty sweet. But uh, I mostly want to call out uh, Arch Enemy Dan, which was his name for Arch. a while. I'm gonna switch. <laughs> we're switching that right over to hashtag Tower Dan. Uh, quick point of reference, Dan. When when the entire table uses its removal to keep one person locked or like slowed down a little bit, maybe he's the person you should go after with your Voltron Commander, especially when you had him on the ropes on turn four. Um, uh -oh. Again, I'm not uh -oh. some sort of savant at this game, but uh, it seems like the kind of play to make in that sort of deck. So It just seems like you're a little salty because you were the first one to die. No, I'm a little salty because I was the one that kept everyone else alive two times, and then no one did anything oh. to help me. Oh, twice. So, wow. Just kicked him to the curb. Wow. Yeah. So Dan, you're on notice again. I you think are on official. notice. You are yeah. the arch enemy. You, you are on notice for sure. So but that's, that's all I got. This is kind of a quick one this week. All right, well, that's going to wrap up 40 Life in a Dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse, what's the plane chase? 
So with basically Magic Fest essentially canceled, postponed, whatever depressing word you want to use <laughs> for the foreseeable future, uh, Channel Fireball, obviously, <clears throat> they ahead of time buy a ton of product for this yeah. stuff. And like many businesses, even though they are not a small business, they are not necessarily a business with high margin products for the right. most part. Um, they probably depend on these magic fests to really unload yeah, product, yeah, sure. make yeah, money. Yeah. And so instead of just sitting on the stuff for hopefully the quarantine to be lifted, they created this cool concept of a magic fest in a box. Basically, you can pay X dollars and you would get like roughly dick in a box? <laughs> uh, kind of uh, because sometimes you do get dicked. Uh, and so what you do is you end up getting the products that you would have received if you had attended a physical magic fest. So, right. of course, uh, I ordered one because I'm a whore for this kind of stuff. Yeah, this, is, so, this is the definition of like a collector's item. So what we thought we would do, though, is just kind of go through the cards that I received, the overall value of it, and just try to see, is this something that we would encourage? You know, a lot of times, like a booster box, for example, mm -hmm. we will say, hey, a standard booster box may not have the value in it, so right. don't get it. But then, hey, an Ultimate Masters comes out and it's like, woof, if you can yeah. get one for 180 or a Mystery Boosters, yeah, get one for say. a buck 10, buck 20, yeah, yeah oh, you're yeah, going to get snap, your value snap it immediately, it. yeah, yeah. So, uh, to give you guys some context, there are four mm -hmm. different Magic Fests in a box. Uh, there's a flat rate shipping of $10 per package if you are in the U.S. Now, they do have options for our friends up north and across the pond. Um, and mm. here are the four options. So the first one is a select your playmat. So you get to choose out of a hundred plus Magic Fest or Grand Prix playmats mm -hmm. on their website. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a uh, lot. you get to choose one of those. Uh, you get a foil path to exile, one non-foil path to exile, a non-foil soul ring, a set of the uh, Magic Fest 2020 basic land sets and foil, mm -hmm. uh, a soul ring deck box, and a pack of soul ring 100 sleeves for 60 bucks. Mystery playmat. Basically, you get all the same stuff. It's just you don't get to pick your playmat, and it's ten bucks cheaper at fifty dollars. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm uh, on for that. Save me and, that ten bucks. And then two player edition. You basically get two random prizes off the prize wall, two mystery playmats, and then you get the foil path, non foil path, the basic lances, deck boxes, packs of sleeves, and the uh, non foil soul rings. You get two of each of those. But then you also get a random artist vendor sponsored item. Hmm. Now we have a commander edition one. This is the one that obviously I did. How much was the third? How much was the third one? So the third one is eighty nine ninety nine ninety okay. bucks. Mm -hmm. So now we got a commander edition. Basically, all the same stuff that the two player edition has. It's just you get four ofs, but you do get the foil soul ring, mm -hmm. and still get the artist vendor sponsored items. So. Just on its face, before we dive into my box, how do you guys think the value kind of plays out? I mean, me personally, I still think the Commander Edition, even though it's 170, is still the best value. Because I think, you know, we'll get into this in my box, but that Foil Soul mm -hmm. Ring's worth a pretty penny. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Foil Path to Exiles are definitely not cheap. Um, and I think, you know, getting those extra two Foil Paths and that Foil Soul Ring completely make up that from the 90 to 170s, $80 difference. Mm -hmm. What are your guys' yeah. thoughts? No, I think so, for sure. And looking at this, other than, say, Lightning Bolt, Cough, Cough, all these cards are really useful in Commander. Um, so you're going to find homes for all of these Path to Exiles. The Soul Rings, yeah. obviously, are going to go in every deck you build. 
Um, and all those lands, I'm, I'm a hooker for lands as well. So like if we got a foily land or a custom art land, I want it. Um, so that's all I did at the last Magic Fest I was at, yeah. was go around and just collect those. Get your, get your, get your forest and planes. I think the value's there, uh, just between the promo soul rings and, you know, some of the other fun stuff, you get all the playmat and that type of stuff too, but, uh, between that and all the different cool art lands that you can get, and also taking into account that a lot of people normally wouldn't have got these type of cards for this price if they had gone to a Magic Fest, and a lot of people couldn't, say, go to a Magic Fest, so they wouldn't have had access to this stuff. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool too. Uh, yeah, I think if you're... It's not a product that I'm particularly interested in, um, just because I'm not much of a collector. And for me, $170 is another deck that I can build of like sure. the two or three I have in piles. Um, so I think this definitely is for people that are looking to either they like to blink stuff out or right. they like to have like a lot of different options for playmats and those other kind of accessories. Um, and I think at that, it probably is a, a really good deal. Um, only- so do you think for you, are you more the mystery playmat one, the 50 bucks, and then you get the one ofs? Yeah. Because that's prob- a foil path to exile. That's probably X amount of dollars yeah, that we'll right. get into. Non-foil soul ring, a non-foil path, uh, and still get a deck box and extra sleeves, which you'll use. Yeah, you yeah, I do. All the time. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would agree with that. I think it just... For 50 bucks, that's probably about right. Um, you know, you can, it's true, you can never have enough playmats. I just don't need four. Um, and especially, <laughs> yeah. and, and four new ones. And um, again, like, I've kind of gotten suckered into this before where people have, like, they put value on, I've gotten things or picked things up because, like, the accessories have a value to them or they claim they have a value, but they're just kind of hard to offload. So for me, sure. again, it's like, even if I can get a $15 playmat or, you know, a one card having to trade it and all that just for me isn't really interesting but i think yeah i can always use an extra soul ring i can always use another deck box i can always use path to exiles right i just don't need mm-hmm. eight of them <laughs> at yeah, this point no, that's we fair. could say you're active in the black market of magic yeah i just so i just for me now you know i i when i spend money i either want specific cards to upgrade decks uh-huh. or i want specific cards to get new decks um, and build new decks. So the only difference there being is things like Mystery Booster, which was awesome to pull, right? And you got tons of value out of that. And those like uh, other more, you know, whatever master set and that sort of thing. No, that's totally fair. And I think the last thing that I want to add, I hope they continue this for next year, mm-hmm. even when Magic Fast are back in the IRL. Uh, because like we talked about a few months ago, uh, our area in the Kansas City area, Denver, Chicago. We don't even have a Magic Fest yeah. on the schedule this year. So this would have right. been great where it's like, okay, we no, we're not yeah, alone. <laughs> yeah, sure, we, we can travel to one, but say for some reason we can't. It's like, hey, let's have a bunch of people over. We'll yeah. jam out to games. You guys want to split the 170 and that way we all get a little bit of swag and we kind of get the experience mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, okay, that's cool. But then think about the people that live in more remote areas yeah, that yeah, literally yeah. will never get a Magic Fest in their area. Yeah, exactly. This gives them the way to get these things without paying the outrageous uptick sure, that a yeah. lot of this value usually mm-hmm. has. Um, and then the last point I'll make the cool thing that Wizards did now unfortunately they did this after I'd already ordered mine so I couldn't support our sponsor Level 1 Game Shop but they did give all the stores a code that people could use when they order and they actually get a piece of the profits that's that's awesome yeah yeah to your point, like, how cool would it be if next, if, well, because we could be like, 
hey, level one, why don't we, if like, why can't we have an all day magic fest Kansas City here? And oh, then, yeah. then you can send it out to the Facebook group and be like, hey, we're doing this event. Or they could post on their Facebook, like, we can do this event. And if you guys want the same kind of experience, here's the link that you can go to, use this code, and then, yep. you know, take it off from there. So, yeah, I like that. That to me is the most exciting and coolest part of this whole thing, right? And yeah, I, you can I do your local magic fest almost. Yeah. And, and I, and yeah, I think this, I think they should definitely option offer this as an option moving forward as well. Yeah, I do too. I think it's really cool they're offering this. And I, the only problem I could see with them offering this as a for sale thing is it may mess with the value of the cards that the people go to the Magic Fest and actually get themselves when you can order a bunch of them and stay at home, that type of stuff. But, you know, I think it would be super cool to do that. And I don't know if they're really concerned about the value, say, of a, a manufacturer's promo soul ring. Yeah, well, and, they, and, and I think to I think to Mr. Combo's point, they brought it like they per, they buy the stuff in bulk anyway right so for yeah. them it's like a sunk cost or however you however that works out right. with between them and wizards so they like they buy they probably buy this stuff at the beginning of the year expecting to have these fests on the schedule oh, so for, for them sure, they're yeah. just like let's get this this stuff is taking up shelf space just get yeah. it off like yeah. if we can make any sort of money off of this like let's get these things out they're, they're buying oh, up i'm our sure inventory. they're all labeled with dates and that type mm -hmm. of stuff already too yeah. so yeah absolutely because come 2020 well we're back. <laughs> we have a new set of rules here. Well, let's go ahead and dive into the cards that I received. So at the time that I sent over all the cards to Big Tuck and Squee, I ended up getting card-wise $312.52 based on TCG, I believe it's low. I will okay. double check. Yep, that is marketplace low, which is honestly usually how I always judge card value. I never go off mid mm -hmm. because, I mean, usually people go for the cheapest option. Yeah, right. Oh, I can see a little ding on this, so this is definitely low quality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up getting a Magic Fest promo foil soaring. Yeah. I got the foil Magic Fest promo lightning bolt. I got the four of non-foil soul rings and then the four foil paths, the four non-foil paths. One of the random prizes I got is I got a Grand Prix Mutavault foil. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, I got another one of the other prizes, which was kind of lame, was I got a, a pack of the foil basic lands from last year's Magic Fest. Mm. I got, you know, obviously four of sets for this year's Magic Fest. Talk um, to Squee, you know, those aren't lame. I would like them. <laughs> Uh, and so if you look at like value wise, like the foil soul ring is going for like 45 bucks. Wow. Uh, right now on low, uh, the foil paths are going for 22 each. Ooh. So if you, you got four just take, I got four of them. Oh, nice. So if you just take those foil paths, that's $88 plus the 44 from soul ring. You're looking at a hundred and what's that? 122 20 change. Yeah. Yeah. 120, 132. I mean, that almost pays for the box and five cards. Yeah. The Moodaval is worth 15. The non-foil soul rings are worth 14 each. The non-foil pads are worth 14 each. And that lightning bolt is worth nine. So just in that stuff, I mean, that's well over the value of the mm -hmm. box. I'll yeah, say this sure. though, I wouldn't have bought like on my own another foil soul ring or the four foil yeah. pads or the Moodaval, but I probably would have gotten the normal pass because Path to Exile is kind of a white staple. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's got yeah. a lot of utility in it. And those are fairly expensive. Like Swords to Plowshares is definitely the cheaper one. Mm -hmm. Path is like the yeesh. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Can I afford it? Like between yeah, do I really, do I really need two versions of this? So I like, yeah, I kind of, I agree with that. 
And if you're look, if you know, I think if you know that you have decks that you can put this stuff into, then yeah. definitely do it. But again, like for me, I just don't, I just don't play where it's like, I want the cheapest, because I have so many decks, I have so many cards, I just want the cheapest version of whatever, right? So, sure. the only thing that, the only thing that I can see out of this is if I get the normal one, I could go to someone who cares about that and be like, I'll trade you this Soul Ring or this Path to Exile for four of your normal ones or whatever, sure. you know? So, um, which I almost got to do with the Sensei's Divining Top, and I regret doing that to this day. So, anyway, <laughs> like I could, I still think there's the value out of that, even if you're not trying to go straight and sell these on the market. Yeah, I, I think these are fun, and we're not even talking about all the extra stuff that like boosts the value up, and they're super useful. Because I know, I believe somebody, I can't remember, maybe it was Dan that described it one day, and he was like, "Oh, Big Tuck, you're gonna get to uh, probably a hundred decks some days," and somebody was like, "Yeah, that's like five thousand dollars in deck sleeves." <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's, good, it's a good point. And we all know, we all know, I'm not scared at all on, uh, not scared at all to get the cheap ones or have ones that are the same color. And then I drop them on the floor and have to sort through five precons at yep. twelve at night. So that was a good times. So those are the the cards. You know, I think card wise, I'm very happy. Um, I actually had a use for the uh, Magic Fest 2020 foil basic lands. I needed them for my Zerus deck because I I'm, I'm trying actually to do a thing now toward my lands match mm -hmm. when they're in the deck. Uh, and I was and I and if I have foil basics, which we all have tons of foil basics, yeah. try to get those in there as well. And so I, I was, it was a little mismatched, I think, on my mountains. And so I was able to go in, swap those out, and, and get them to match. So that that was really really nice. Uh, but now on to the other stuff that I received. So here's one of the things that I absolutely loved about Channel Fireball's customer service experience. So it's supposed to be four mystery mats. I ended up getting a 2013 GP Vegas play mat, Dang, a 2015 old. GP New Jersey play mat. But then the weird thing is when I got my box, they also just gave me duplicates. Oh, so yeah. I just got two <laughs> Vegases and two jerseys. And if I got one duplicate, it's like, okay, maybe that is the randomness. Yeah. But it happened just, twice. It just seemed like they just probably grabbed out of two piles. Did you also get a 1993 Black Lotus? I did not. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would be retired right now if I did. <laughs> Um, but so I ended up uh, shooting him a message on Twitter and they're like, oh, gosh, totally sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, that definitely shouldn't have happened. We need to go ahead and we'll send you two new playmats. And I said, cool. What should I do with these old ones? They're like, keep them, whatever. Nice. Like, oh, well, I guess I'll just give them away on Twitter, mm -hmm. uh, which at the time of this recording, we'll be posting the winner tonight because it's been a week. Um, and so, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. That is cool. And so yeah. I ended up getting my replacement mats literally like two days later. Oh, it was really? super fast. So I ended up getting a 2019 Magic Fest OKC Garouk Huntsman playmat, which kind of sucked for me because I actually was at Magic Fest OKC and bought one. <laughs> you already, oh, you you already have do? one? The yeah. old random chances. How do you I do? know. <laughs> but that is pure random. Yeah, but right. then the, the other one I did get is I got a Golos uh, oh, yeah, playmat yeah. for Magic Fest Atlanta, which that was actually pretty cool. So, Dude, like, like, like I said, they probably have so many of these in inventory. They were like, yep. keep, keep them. We don't, do not send those back. Like, we do not to get the post yeah. office involved in this but like going back to 2013 like i love that they were still sending out some of those old mats even if maybe on accident but oh that is old wow that's like before any of us yeah, start playing again while Dang. ago yeah, and that that like the Vegas playmat, for example, sells secondary market for like twenty bucks. Sure. The Jersey playmat sells for like fifteen. I couldn't actually find resells of the Magic Fest Atlanta or OKC, so I just figured put the value at ten. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair. Mm -hmm. um, I ended up getting, which was so dumb. 
I got a set of D6 MTG dice. Wow. How, like how lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I think the value's at $5. Um, I got four Soul Ring deck boxes. I probably put those values at like $250 each. Mm-hmm. Um, the Soul Ring 100 pack sleeves, I put at $250 each. I got, I got a got weird token. deck box situations for $250 a piece. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I got this weird token carrier. It's like this plastic thing that I had to fold together. And it's only like that thick. And so I assume it's to hold tokens. I don't know. Or a sideboard, maybe? Maybe. Um, it's and not, then it I sounds did like a some, piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did get some uh, artist. I got one foil signed artist um, goblin rogue token. And then I got some other, like an avatar token. I think I got a bird token. So I kind of put that value <laughs> yeah. at like $10. So for those secondary items, it's like 92 bucks in value. So that roughly puts the overall box at about 400-ish, $410. Mm-hmm. So now that we got the final numbers, what are your guys' thoughts? Is this still a, you know what, not for me? Is it a for me, but I'd want to split it with three other people? Or uh, absolutely, this is something where if I'm getting $400, basically almost two and a half times the money I put in, I could I could use enough of this stuff over my magic career to get the value. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me personally, I would, and just the way that I am, I care much more. As you've seen, what I carry my decks around in and all that jazz, uh, I care much more about the cool cards and that type of stuff than I do about more of the play mats and the, the deck boxes and that type of stuff. Um, but at the same rate, it's such a good value. I couldn't see myself looking at it and going, no, I'm going to have like a bad experience buying one of these. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's a, a solid value. I'd like to see maybe a few more cards outside of the Soul Ring and Path to Exiles. Um, maybe replace some of those lands with something a little more exciting. But uh, other than that, yeah, I, th- I still think it's a really good value. Uh, yeah, the value is there. Uh, like I said, the secondary items, I've never seen anyone actually sell those to anyone like on Facebook or anywhere else. Unless it's like someone sold me, I think someone sold me like a bunch of playmats they got from GPs for like four or five dollars a piece. I think it just yeah. brought them beers or something. So for me, that like personally, I don't think that adds too much to the box. And and I kind of agree. I kind of agree with Squee. Like I think the the value is there for the cards if you want the bling, if you want the different things. For me, I still, uh, for my mind, still even if it is four hundred dollars of value, that's not really four hundred dollars of value to me. The one seventy though is a much bigger value because that's the cards that I would need to upgrade decks to um you know build new ones that i've been thinking about maybe that that's about as much as i need to get that hisazon tomorrow unless i want to go insane and get the mana crypt so for so just for me personally um i would i would be i would go in on the splitting one though because that's okay. what 40 bucks a person right mm-hmm. sure yeah so or 45 50 bucks a person so for 50 bucks i get one of each of those lands one of the soul rings one of the path yeah. to exiles one of the foil yep. paths to exiles right yeah and then we can split up everything else however we see fit so mm-hmm. i would definitely go in on that but the whole buying the whole box myself is just this is this is it's it's actually that good that we have like two very different opinions on these things because this definitely is catering to like the collector the people the people who like to bling much like you mr combo whereas for me i'm more of like a meat potatoes kind of guy when i buy my cards so i think it's like a good i think this shows like that this product i think i think the 
I think for the people that this product is made for, it's an ex insane value and has Absolutely. everything that you're looking for in sort of a collector's mindset. Um, but again, for the people who are looking for that, again, this maybe isn't the best product for them. Yeah, so uh, I'll give two sides of the coin. Uh, the one side, value's there, it's good. Yep. I'll tell you this though, that 170 and then the shipping, so 180, that's right. roughly the cost to buy the uh, command zone package and the Magic Fest Commander package. I think that's roughly what that costs. At a normal, at a like in in person IRL. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's when you're playing your that. games, you get a lot of those lands and that stuff while you're there. So like a lot of that's going to come with that price. So you're roughly paying the same price to do both of those. But I actually think this is a worse value than being an IRL because, in my experience, every time I go to a Magic Fest and I get my ticks, I always get a booster box yeah. out of it as well. Right. On top of the fact, I, I don't necessarily, I mean, I don't think I would have gotten this many uh, foil lands mm -hmm. uh, when you do a Magic many, Fest. No, but it's also really easy to trade for them while you're down there. Yeah, but we're we're not they're not talking trades and yeah, options, yeah, you know. It, it's more what are you going to just get for just showing up? I right. think you get like ten. Yeah, because you get because you get you get one for every game you play in, right? Like each one of the vouchers. Yeah, yeah. So you get ten to twelve of those. So it's a little bit less there. You're not going to get four foil paths. You're not going to get four yeah. non foil paths. Right. Uh, you're going to definitely get one of each of those, possibly. Uh, you will get your one foil soul ring and one non foil soul ring, uh, and and obviously you won't be getting the play mats or any of that mm -hmm. extra stuff. But in my opinion. I would almost rather trade all that other stuff away for the option of, you know, the one Magic Fest uh, in Vegas where I got a Savannah. Yeah, like didn't, you, didn't you trade? You like traded in all your tickets for Savannah or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they and, have and all it, sorts of crazy cards on that wall you can get. Yeah, and then there was uh, an OKC I traded for a booster box of Throne, which I had kind of said at the time, I'm not going to buy one because it's a trash set. Because clearly, <laughs> clearly uh, it's we, garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so. That's where I think I would do the trade-off. I would actually yeah. take less dollar value to be able to go get a booster box or a sought-after card, mm -hmm. opposed to this randomness yeah. uh, that, you know, a token carrier, I'm probably going to throw that in the trash. Yeah, it didn't the sound, it didn't sound dice, nice. I do not need more dice. Right. That'll probably go away in some giveaway we do for the channel. Yeah. Um, so that, that's kind of how I feel. It's like, one, yes, the dollars is there, mm -hmm. but I think I would rather have the Magic Fest experience yeah. and have the potential to go get better prizes. And and, and again, well, let's if, chat if, with COVID about that. If you have the if you have the option to go to the fest, you also have like the tang the intangibles of being there of like meeting right. new people, trading, you know, yep. selling your bulk, all that good stuff too. Sure. Which the again, vendors, you can't yeah. like this. There's no way that you can replicate that in the mail, right? Correct. Um, but if it is like same money. I can see if you're going to spend the money anyways. So if you can't make it to a magic fest or magic fest are canceled and you already had budgeted to spend 180, $190, this is like a fair thing. Cause eventually you'll, you could trade all these soul rings and whatnot anyways to your right. local play group, your LGS. Um, sure. but yeah, I, I, I agree. You probably can't beat the, the in-person magic fest. So yeah. Yep. Well, and, you know, and granted though, to your point, the last thing that I'll say is, it's completely free to go to a magic fest. Oh yeah, yeah, so, good point. So, so, so in theory, you know, the whole like, well, you can trade and do all that stuff. Well, you don't actually have to spend any money to even do Great that. Great point. Yeah. Right. So, so I, I would almost take that out of the Apple experience. The, now, yeah. now, if it was something to where it's like you have one in your hometown, and it's like, do we want to buy this box or go IRL? You go IRL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
But, you know, I think when you're kind of just comparing the value of the two, I almost think you have to take that intangible out, out of it yeah. for, a, for a commander player. Now, if you are a competitive standard modern legacy, because you actually get more ticks for winning, uh, <laughs> that is one where I think you actually do have to weigh being IRL. Because mm -hmm. we get the same amount of ticks whether we win or lose. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. The other ones, if you go 3-0 and or 4-0, you get, you know, about yeah, as many ticks as we do when we play four mm -hmm. games. Yeah, right. You get so, you get a bigger prize yeah, pool. I mean, and like, how many how many mystery booster packs did Forrest come back from OKC with? Oh Just my gosh, so many. I interrupt this broadcast to bring you the winner of the foil borderless Garuk and borderless Oko combo. We have Joe Hoffman at Ginger Joe. Please reach out to Mr. Combo number five or CMD Tower on Twitter to claim your prize. Congratulations. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up. What's the point, Chase? Now in that last segment, Squeed dives into those creative juices with the weather to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 4. I'm Squee McGee. So uh, today we're going, uh, I don't know, I don't know, flying is, is kind of the thing here. Uh, so, Hesperia the Inscrutable. It is one color, two white, two blue. It's a legendary creature sphinx flying 3-6. Whenever Hesperia the Inscrutable deals, or deals combat damage to a player, name a card. That player reveals his or her hand. If he or she reveals the named card, search your library for a creature card with flying, reveal it, and put it into your hand. Then shuffle your library. So. Okay. <laughs> the shtick here is to have everybody always have the their hands the available so you can see what's going on. And then you start pulling all these giant beaters and you cheat them out a little bit. And, okay. Uh, that's just kind of how it's going to be. Not to mention, as a 3-6 flyer, I don't think this creature's going anywhere for a while if yeah. you attack appropriately and go after the people that you want to. Maybe you run a few of those uh, swords Mr. Combo's talking about, even though they're going to break the bank. <laughs> um, so the first uh, or first card that I wanted to talk about is going to be Dragon Eye Savants. So it is a creature human wizard. It's a uncommon. No. Uh, one colorless and a blue. Uh, it's Morph. So... Uh, for those that play in the home game, if you don't know what Morph does by now, it's a 2-2 creature. And then for 3, turn it face up anytime for the Morph cost. Uh, when Dragon Eyes Savant is turned face up, look at target opponent's hand. It's a 0-6. So, this creature huh. is a good sitting on the board Morph card, kind of wall, okay. pinch blocker if you need it. It also will allow you at any point in time to look at somebody's hand when you attack and swing through for combat damage. I just want to take a peek. I just want to take a peek. <laughs> So, you know, the funny thing is actually this was one of the uh, commanders that was an option for our uh, drinkathon oh, this really? last year. <laughs> and, and, wait, and wait, wait, up with it? Uh, I actually think it's one of the ones that I got stuck with because I think I oh. bought like one extra. Right, yeah. um, I'll change your mind because I still don't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah. So Forrest almost took that one because I was like, dude, you can play all the things where everyone plays with their hands yeah. revealed. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's almost like you do a sin triplets type deck. Right. But, you know, you're doing it in this weird Azorius colors. So, yeah. Yeah, being able to like look at people's hands, like outside of your commander's ability, that's just free information, which is uh, always good. Not only that, but for a group hug, I mean, it may be a little bit uh, disingenuous, but when you look at somebody else's hand, you can tell the rest of the board what they have. Of course, why not? So you just start making this arch enemy fiend around <laughs> as you politic around the board, and you're telling people, "Oh, he's got this, and he's got that, and yep. he's got that." So you need to take care of that, 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 and screw what's in my hand. This is also. This also I'm fresh off the presses from Mystery Booster, so you know you're going to have uh, piles sure of them lying around, potentially. 
Why not? All right. So the uh, the next one is what I would call a staple in this deck. It's Ooh. telepathy. Oh yes, very good. Oh, yeah. Enchantment. Yeah, everybody knows it. <laughs> Their opponents play with their hands revealed. What more could you ask for? So good. Enchantment. I, it's just stupid. I think this is kind of a kind of an underplayed card. Um, I, I too. It was. Dirt cheap yeah. when I looked it up because I knew what it did and I'd heard of it, but I never really thought that it would dip to like. But I, I just don't know. I mean, it's fun, right? And like, it's very political how everyone can see what everyone else has, right? But like, I can't think of like what deck besides like send triplets or something or this one where this is like a complete slam dunk. It's almost like I was. I feel like this is one of the cards that you would like keep it in the deck, and then it slowly, you know, as you're getting closer to cuts and closer to cuts and closer to cuts, you're like, right, oh, yeah. all right, this one could probably go, you know, in yeah, a Johnny Q in a Johnny Q Commander yeah. deck. Yeah, I would agree there, but I mean, in this is the slow. Oh, it's, yeah, it's the best. It's the best card in the deck. Just for politics' sake alone, this card yeah. is hilarious. Yeah, you know, I don't. I hear you guys on surprise it doesn't get played more, but that's actually, I don't know. I just feel like in our, like, say if you put that in our play group, unless you had a deck that really centered yeah. around needing to know what's in your opponent's hands, I think it would it's do just, more harm to you than it does good. It's kind of like uh, Rites of Flourishing. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like two colorless green. Everyone gets to draw an extra card at their up, uh, draw step, and then everyone can play an additional land during their yeah. turn. Mm -hmm. I, I think those types of you know, symmetrical group hug effects. If it's just, okay, now I got this information or, okay, now I get to play land and draw a card. Mm -hmm. I think your opponents, you gotta think about it. You're one, yeah. and I think JLK, Josh Lee Kwai makes this point sometimes that when you do these type of symmetrical effects, yes, you are getting card advantage, for yourself, but you're actually overall negative advantage because your opponents have drawn three, played right. three additional lands when you only got to play one additional land and drew an And now card. everyone, now all your opponents will also know what's in the other two players' hands, right? Correct. Yeah. Well, I'm okay so, with that. The only reason I like this one so much is it specifically says only your opponents. Mm -hmm. If I had to reveal my hand, I'd be a little less white yeah, in that sure. situation. But uh, and that may be a spoiler alert for the most interesting card of the bunch here coming up. Well, let's let's uh, let's move it let's move it along. <laughs> I'm okay with to hear it. Uh, so the next card that I want to talk about is also pretty well known and actually kind of busting the squee budget, but he fit in here pretty Whoa. dang well. It's it's thought not seer. Uh, you know, three yeah, again, yeah. Uh, colorless for a creature Eldrazi when Thought Not Seer enters the battlefield, target opponent reveals his or her hand. You may choose a non land card from it and exile that card. Pretty good to start. And then when Thought Not Seer leaves the battlefield, they get that, or target opponent draws a card. So you get to exile a specific card that gets them out of there. You also get to see their hand when you need to. And them drawing a card as a side effect, I don't think is too bad. And then right. as a 4 4, uh, this is a pretty good card on the board. So, this is another one of those where you just kind of have it kind of like I repeat in my Kakusho deck a lot with Return from the Graveyard, those type of effects. You have a lot of these running in mm -hmm. here. So, no matter what the situation, you usually have one of these in hand. So, if you need to attack somebody or if you want to see their hand or ping out whatever they got, Go for it. No, I do um, like. I always forget that when he leaves the battlefield, because there's so many abilities that, like, when this creature enters the battlefield or this enchantment, exile the card, and then when it leaves, they get the card back. Mm -hmm. This one's yeah. just like, yep. nope. I'm just gonna snipe it out for the rest of the game. Like, yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember I coming into this. I I played against someone in limited, and I was like, okay, I'll get, I'll kill this, and then like reach for my card. They're like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I don't get this back. Damn it. They're <laughs> like, oh, I don't know how to play magic. Yeah, All I'm right. sorry. I don't know how to play Eldrazi. Yeah, I, I want to say that was a wreck. 
and standard. Mm. It has to be because it's oh. like five dollars or five. Well, it's. So, I mean, it might even still see modern. It was play. huge. It was huge and standard because it's like premier okay. removal. It's a big body, and then um, the negative. That's only it's target opponent. So whatever, it's one card. Yeah. And then this also was lousy. I think in modern Eldrazi and whatever version of that that was popular right. for the same reasons. It's like a removal spell and just a big body on the board too. So yeah, it's still play. Yeah. I still played a lot. So that's why I've been kind of pissed. I had one of these. I got. It for like a dollar a long time ago, and I got rid of it. And Damn it! I was like, this, are, this is like five. So. This is like the one Eldrazi I've always wanted for my colorless deck. But since I play that deck like twice a year, I'm like, I don't need to put any, <laughs> I don't need to put any more money into an Eldrazi. I think it was an early draft, draft yeah. that I drew one of these out of them. So uh, I've been using that. All right, so now we're gonna dive into the most interesting card here. I like to end it on a fun one. Uh, also reprinted in the mystery boosters for uh, those counting how many cards prices have been wrecked by mystery <laughs> boosters. Uh, All of them. So this one's this one's got a great name, Zers Weirding. Oh that's not yeah, weirding, that's Weirding. So Did we talk colorless? about this in one of your decks, Big Tuck? Uh, I we might have mentioned it in offhand. I actually did just crack one of these. So if you're yeah. in the if you're in the market, we can have a little discussion. This card's pretty hilarious. So for three colors and a blue, it's an enchantment. Uh, players play with their hands revealed. If a player would draw a card, he or she reveals it instead. Then any other player may pay two life. If that player does put that card into its owner graveyard, otherwise that player draws a card. So this card's. I don't know. It's just a one. It gives you advantage because you can see what their hands are, and you can swing in and just remove stuff on spot. And two, oh man, it's just so much fun. Yeah, I like I when I first read when I first read this, I thought it was just during the draw step, but it's like no, anytime Ooh, someone no. draws a card, yeah. you're yeah. like, who's gonna pay for this? Anyone? Anyone? No? Okay, yeah, I guess you, you get it. Yeah. Study, sure. Yeah. Right, right. Do, do, I, do I throw this in my uh, Zerus wheel? I, I almost wonder. Like, I think that would be pretty. That'd be pretty fun. Uh, God, that ga the games would go ten times longer because oh, well, like, everyone because you have to draw each card one at a time. Well, like, everyone would just argue about like, are you gonna pay for this? Are you gonna pay for this? Like before I pass priority, are you gonna pay for this? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And everyone just gets angry. So here we go. Yeah, this just causes a melee on the board. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> We're not talking about the actual card melee. Yeah. Well, uh, that's that's all I had on this deck, so uh, feel free to look at your opponent's hands, and I'll kick it back to the MTG Action 4 News Desk with Mr. Combo and Big Tuck. Thanks for staying with us, and as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders through level1gameshop.com. Also, another way to support your news team is to head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower, with reward tiers for all the budgets through his way that you, the collective, can help. You can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 News team by following us on the Twitter, the Facebook, and the CMD yeah. Tower website. Yeah! <laughs> dab! Get it! Yeah, dab, dab. I'm gonna dab that right out. <laughs> you can communicate directly with your news team at CMD Tower, at Mr. Common Number 5, all spell out except for the 5, at Dear Squee, at Big Tuck Tweeting. From your MTG Action 4 News team, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.